it's a long story and Hi, this is, you're listening to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. We are broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam and Coast Salish territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver, BC. Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show, and we try to connect with other clubs and campus organizations through film. So today we'll be talking about... Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is our first time doing this as well, um, alone, without the main person, Dora, who always does this. But uh, I'm Jin. I'm the Productions Manager at UBC Film Society, and we're also here today with... I'm Alex. I'm the Bookings Manager at FilmSock. Uh, I'm Reed. Uh, I'm from Winnipeg and in Media Studies. <laughs> our local guest, uh, Winnipeg expert. And I'm uh, Augustine. I'm... Uh, uh, computer operations at FilmSock. Yeah, woo, FilmSock. Um, <laughs> we're uh, we can talk a little bit about FilmSock, which is what we usually do—a little yeah, promo I think for the club. It'd be good to talk about um, some events that we have coming up as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, next week we have a screening on next Wednesday, November seventh. Um, it's a collab between UFSA, so Undergraduate Film Students Association. Um, UBC Asian Studies and our own club, where we'll be showing Three Idiots. It's free. It's at 6 p.m., I think, at the Asian Center. Um, so that's a cool event if you're looking for anything free to watch on campus. Um, we have the Beer Garden, November 23rd, I the, believe, yeah, Friday. The annual Big Lebowski Beer yeah. Garden. Um, that's supposed to be super fun. <laughs> and you can find any, any um, details about screenings on our Facebook if you need to know the location yeah. and things like that. Um, oh, also one last promo bit. Uh, we have we do a productions um, section at Film Society as well, and scripts. If you want to submit your script, it will be due November tenth. So, um, if you have an idea and you don't have any experience but you want to get it made, um, you can submit that to us. Okay, so today we'll be talking about Guy Madden. I didn't hear about this person before. Um, you oh, I thought you were so excited when I when I, I brought it up. Yeah, I I after I googled him. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but um, the first have, thing I thought when I heard Madden was the the shoes. So I was oh, really far off. Yeah. Mm. I, I thought he was I French. I was saying Madame. Madame. Yeah. <laughs> I w- I watched Madame. saddest music in the world in the world in my Canadian cinema class last year. Oh, um, so that's where okay. I first heard about it. I, yeah, I didn't hear about him before. So you learned about him, and I, I didn't watch that one. I was thinking about watching that one. <laughs> I was really confused actually when I first watched it in class because I didn't look at any kind of background information for the film. So I legit thought it was made in like, you know, the fifties or something. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. further in that I was like, this is a contemporary film. Like, this was made in <laughs> what the past surprise. ten years. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that's probably going to be a big part of what we're talking about today is, is his kind of aesthetic. Retro. A lot of it is like really um, kind of silent film inspired or like 20s, Do 30s cinema stuff. Has he always sort of done that, uh, that aesthetic or was it? Um, has he always done that aesthetic of like silent, really old looking stuff or? I think he has, yeah. He he was kind of influenced by his professor, his film professor, mm. um, which he didn't... Well, actually, he didn't go to film school until after his initial degree. Yeah, he started at University of Winnipeg, I think. And then he went to... He had a bunch of jobs, but then he went back and started taking film classes at U of M, which is University of Manitoba. And uh, his film prof there was really into kind of silent experimental stuff Mm. yeah yeah, I did like very brief research but um, he talked about some of his inspirations I guess is a lot of like recreating silent or early sound era films Um, I thought it was funny that one of his influences is is Eraserhead by David Lynch that's like (laughs) I don't know one of my favorite movies but I totally see that and it's I don't know. Interesting that like I feel like Eraserhead's very kind of like, not not horror or anything, but it's definitely scary. So it's like a lot of the aesthetics that 
that Guy Madden uses like are kind of creepy and scary but they're talking about content that's very kind of ordinary and like day-to-day life kind of stuff do you know do you guys know how he shoots this stuff like i think majority of it is is 16 millimeter on a super Mm. 8 right and how much editing goes into it or is it just like mostly done i think it's a lot of editing because so much of it is like overlays and um yeah, I don't know. It's very like textury and yeah, it, d- it depends. Yeah. Like his documentaries will use a lot of old footage, but then new footage as well. Like so, contemporary footage, but shot on sixteen millimeter. Mm. So combining those two, like actual old archival footage, like in My Winnipeg, for example. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to see in My Winnipeg. Also, like you can't always tell the date of footage, even though like a lot of it is contemporary. But the way he shoots it and the way he edits it, like. You feel like you're looking at something from a long time ago, but then there's like really modern demolition techniques mm-hmm. or, or very modern technologies featured in them. Ooh, okay. um, yeah, because I started watching it, and when I first clicked on it, I thought I thought I clicked on the wrong one because it looks so old. The one I watched, <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched it. It's called Dracula: Pages from a Virgin's Diary. Oh wow! I've never and heard it's that. like this remake of um, Bram Stoker's. It's it's originally like a ballet dance. Um, set and he kind of remade it into this whole film and it looks really really old and it was really um so yeah i thought i clicked on the wrong one but that one's that one's really good do you know what year that one's from it's from 2002 and if you look at the images for it, it's like all black and white yeah, well, looking at with, some of them. yeah with some color for like those um for moments specific moments but so it's horror it's yeah but that, like do you feel like no it that's wasn't accurate it it's not that no like fi- comedy more so but yeah. with mm. horror tropes and things. Interesting. I want to watch yeah. this one. It was I I I was really tired yesterday, so I did fall asleep while watching it. <laughs> but it's a good film. If I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah, I think if you watch any guy mad and late at night or something, like because you, it's you're silent. Gonna pass yeah, out. I just can't. <laughs> I don't know. Did, so you got you watched more than one of his films for? for um, you know. I watched I watched saddest music in the world, but that was like last year. Um, I just watched like a trailer last night to kind of refresh. A little bit and read some plot stuff but i did watch my winnipeg last night to this morning like i just finished watching the movie before walking in here so that's oh. very fresh <laughs> um, my winnipeg was really cool like i feel like i went into it with a not a bad attitude but i was like oh this is gonna be a little boring i don't know what to expect it sounds very like but it's interesting because it's home it's documentary and, yeah. yeah like it's technically documentary but it's it's super surreal and fantastical and a lot of it is not truth in any sense, you know, but like none of it was influenced because I feel like most characters, whenever they do something about like their hometown, it's usually autobiographical. In some yeah. Sense. And it has it has yeah. some of those elements. Yeah. But then it's like also got these really weird layers where it is speaking about itself. Like in the documentary, he talks about making a documentary and like casting oh. someone <laughs> to be his mother. And his it's dead brother. Yeah. And, and all his his, his siblings and stuff. It's very bizarre. Okay, that sounds really good. Yeah, and it's, I, I don't know, I was looking it up, and it is actually, like, super critically acclaimed as a documentary. Like, it's won a lot of awards, um, which is interesting, you know, because it was probably competing against very much more, like, traditional documentaries that mm-hmm. are more, like, objective, kind of yeah. truth-based type of things. And this is just totally off the grid of what you would expect, I think. So, do you think, um, so I haven't seen uh, any Guy Madden movies, but I have a lot of questions. <laughs> and it do seem like really interesting, but um, I was wondering about like how, um, you know the 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 whole effect of like the sixteen millimeter and everything, mm-hmm. and the fantastical. Is it like does he play with the the timeline and stuff like that, or is that more? That's not in that. Mm, <laughs> I guess depends on the film also, yeah. since like my Winnipeg is documentary. The t- like, the narrative is not as definite as like a another film might be because it's also i don't know it's not necessarily chronological it's like him going through winnipeg and like finding memories in each of these places that he passes um also in a very unconventional way like he's quote unquote like on this train but it's not really going anywhere and the windows show things that you wouldn't actually (laughs) see from a window on the train in that perspective um, so it's very like through time and space, not mm. really like in any kind of ordered way. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not like too sure about how 
I feel like the format is in conversation with with the whole chronology and like how time moves but I don't know I guess it's just like for this I think it really works because of how much history he talks about I think like the 16 millimeter really adds Mm. to that or Mm. he's shooting like contemporary things or like people acting out history but Mm. you'll buy it as as history as archival footage yeah Yeah. well I read our Mm. local Winnipegian. <laughs> yeah. Well, how how do you feel about it? Like, what were there? Did you feel? Oh, it's, I so I mm. I watched it again last night, but I had seen it a couple of years ago. Um, mm. because you kind of hear about it. it. It's not by it's by no means like a staple of Winnipeg. I would say a majority of people from Winnipeg haven't seen it. Oh, it's, but he's really famous in. Is that more people? He he's, he's known. A, he's well yeah. known in Winnipeg. Yeah, but like whether people actually seen my Winnipeg or know Guy Madden or it's a different story. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it was interesting. It was funny, like, seeing the names of streets, like mm-hmm. Ellis, like, 800 Ellis Avenue, his home now, like, or his home then. Um, like, yeah, now it's, like, a tailor shop yeah. uh, and, like, a charity mm-hmm. organization. Did um, you did you grow up watching his stuff? Like, well, no. like when did you first hear about? No, him? I first watched him in high school. Um, uh, so like my f- in my in a film class, so like my film teacher showed us Guy Madden, um, just kind of mm-hmm. as a like a local kind of superstar or whatever. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So is he still he's still making stuff now, right? Yeah, he, yeah. his most recent one was um, Green Fog. I haven't seen, mm-hmm. but similar style, still kind of old looking and. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to ask you about like I guess the the facts that Guy Madden presents in yeah. this which are super like I'm not from Winnipeg so when I hear them I, I question them but I'm like I can't really prove whether or not those are true like he says um, in I, my Winnipeg that like Winnipeg has 10 times sleepwalking rate of any place in the world <laughs> and he has a lot of just these really big claims well, and it has like the smallest park in the world and this thing the most of this in the world yeah and is they're it, just they're, they're just unbacked. It's, it's weird. What what Claims. is okay? How does that work into the film? I haven't seen it, so I'm just wondering. Like it, the whole thing, the, the plot of the documentary slash mockumentary slash <laughs> narrative film yeah. biopic is Every, uh, everything. Yeah, it, it, like he he's trying to escape. Uh, he's mm-hmm. trying to escape Winnipeg. He's trying to get out, um, which is a which is ironic. For someone who's left Winnipeg. Again. Yeah. And he's talking about like how much he wants to leave, but then spends all of this time and energy um, looking at all of these details yes. and like yeah. just uncovering everything. So it's interesting, yeah, that he's like, oh, I need to get out of here. But mm. he really cherishes every part of the city and everything is really mm. important. And I th- that's something I really like about this film is that, I mean, regardless of where you're from, it makes you think about your hometown and like what yeah. are the things that you know locals have myths about or things like that or like what are those really kind of unseen details that you pay attention to but someone who's not from there who wasn't born and raised there might overlook mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know it, it was just it was the, all the claims he makes are so interesting They're like the sleepwalking thing and he said like it's civic law that everyone has like a ring of keys to all of their old addresses (laughs) and i was like that cannot be true like that does not sit well to me and that you're not allowed to to wake up a sleepwalker Mm -hmm. if a sleepwalker comes to your door you have to let them come in and so that part's like okay are these like in any way like local myths that get no it's just it's just him oh it's just him oh okay i was gonna say maybe it's like something that like you know locals say as a like in that that's what i was thinking i was like i don't know anything about the context here so i think like a lot he talks a lot about it being a sleepy city um Mm. which like i would agree with in the winter for sure but like he kind of just really plays on it Mm -hmm. um when he was talking about sleepwalking a lot of like the footage he would show of people walking through snow yeah and i feel like I mean, I don't walk through snow that often, but naturally when you're doing that, you're kind of trudging, you're going slowly, yeah. your head's down. So I think he takes this kind of like imagery of the everyday and just transforms it into a narrative that, that he likes, that he wants to play with. So um, any footage he was taking in the winter, like people would have their parkas on and their hoods up. And they're kind of looking going, down. And they're looking yeah. down because it's like minus 40 and they're going through the snow and they're just trying to get to where they're going. So they kind of just look like they're just 
you know, outside in the winter is yeah. not like usually the the most friendly place. Yeah, I don't. There's also near closer to the end. He talks about um, the Winnipeg Arena. I guess where like the hockey teams were playing. I yeah. don't follow hockey in yeah. any way, shape, the or form. And the Jets. Um, <laughs> but he just had this whole like kind of rampage about it being torn down. And all of the memories he had there. He said he was born in the arena, which I was like, I don't know about that. And that, I don't know, that all the mothers, like, breastfed their, their children so in the locker room and things like room. that. Like, it's so it's so just interesting how, how, like, passionate he is about these tiny, tiny little things. Yeah. That it feels absurd and kind of funny to us as non-Winnipeg people. Okay, we're going to do a really great segue transition into <laughs> into our first song. Um, oh, our French um, person our French in the room person. will say, say it for so us. So it's uh, Des Bisous Partout by... Munia. Munia. Yay, okay. back with back. real world real world on CITR 101.9 FM I'm not sure how many times <laughs> just just to recent yeah just to know. remind you what you're where listening you are, to who yeah. you're with um, um yeah so we're back with Guy Madden Guy Madden um 
Yeah, I um, we can talk about so so I know you guys. We just talked a whole bunch about my Winnipeg. Um, was there in any other ones that y'all watched? I could definitely <laughs> talk a little about the saddest music in the world, but I haven't watched it in a while. I don't know. That movie was very bizarre. Like the actual, I can I just run through the plot really quick just yeah, to yeah, just yeah. to can, notice how strange it is. Wait, I, w- I was uh, I wanted to to ask a question because so I know the story. That story it's kind of famous, like uh, about the saddest music in the world, mm-hmm. and that you know like it was made and then a lot of people listened to it and committed suicide. Um, oh, wait, I don't know about really? that. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was based yeah. on some screenplay. Oh really? It's not. It's not in the movie. No. Cause. Well, that's like a myth. Like it's bul- 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 in Bulgaria, the Bulgaria. Movie? Hmm? The movie's in Bulgaria. I don't know. It's an Eastern country, right? No, it's in Winnipeg. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Sky Madden is very dedicated <laughs> to his hometown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but what I, mean, I what I heard that it was based off a screenplay by like some Japanese author Kazuo Ishiguro or something like that, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't know when I first saw the movie. But I guess, yeah, maybe it has a lot of different references. I don't know. Just, like, the saddest music in the world is something that I heard of, you know? So I was wondering if it was the story of that. But apparently it's not. No, I don't think it has any connection okay, well, to that. Um, I don't know. It Yeah, it takes place in Winnipeg. It's this baroness of this beer company who starts a contest, and this is during the Great Depression. So she says, I am inviting every nation and country to participate in this contest of who can make the saddest music in the world. And and this is also just on the assumption that, like, w- I guess maybe she wants Canada or, like, Winnipeg to win because it is this, quote, sad place, which is also something Guy Madden plays with in, in um, My um, Winnipeg, that it's a sad thing that people need to escape. Um but anyways, a bunch of people come to this contest, and the prize is like $25,000. And it's kind of more of like a family drama, I think. So what's what's the contest like what, what's the contest about? It's just whoever makes the saddest music in the world. Oh, okay. So it's just all these performances <laughs> by different um, countries to, to win this prize. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bunch of really, really weird stuff. So like Lady Port Huntley, the Baroness, who's the person who owns this beer company... She lost both of her legs in a car accident that is involved with, she was with this one guy named Chester. And then Chester comes to this contest representing America, even though he's from Winnipeg. Mm. But he, I don't know, I guess he thinks as an American he can win or something like that. Um, And then he has a brother also. (laughs) And his dad, like they all just have all this drama that's running throughout the film. And basically everyone dies at the end spoilers sorry um (laughs) i don't i don't think i don't know their deaths are not like the biggest deal it's more just like how it happens and things like that but it's just like really really crazy like because it's a beer company there's just so many crazy beer scenes of like giant pools of beer and people swimming in them and like the baroness she gets prosthetic glass legs that are filled with beer so it's just (laughs) like the kind of kind of wacky imagery that he comes up with for this is is like insane or like one of the chester his brother um his brother's son died um at some point and he keeps his son's heart in a jar and it's like always oh, with him so lovely. there's just these kind of like really weird <laughs> weird elements <laughs> there and there's like amnesia kinds of things so it has all of these these components of like kind of soap opera things or yeah, or like really, really intense drama. Uh, yeah, like family. people forgetting things. Domestic family. Uh, family, um, like yeah. betrayal, infidelity, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's <laughs> all in there. So it's it's just kind of bursting at the seams, I felt, when I watched it, plot-wise. Um, what does that mean? Like it just has a lot going on. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bursting at the uh, Yeah, like at the over, overwhelming. Yeah, uh. at the seams. It's a... <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know what what I took away from it in the end. It sounds um, like he takes every element, like whatever genre or style he chooses, he he tries to pack as much in there as possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, like it sounds like he, like he's using a lot of like cult techniques, like cult cinema, things like like transgression and with like really weird 
Surrealist. Kind of that experimental surrealist yeah. style. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would definitely. He definitely plays with that surrealism. But mm-hmm. I found something like that film is kind of like the over the top kind of. You call it like beer exploitation almost. Beer exploitation. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> with um, in, in a strict. Yeah. The the other thing I noticed um, and this is with a lot of Canadian directors is that they they do a lot of stuff in their hometown, like. There was this, I, I don't know, just with the Canadian directors I've encountered, mm. and including now Guy Madden, but um, there's this other, uh, we had we had a screening with um, a Canadian director, Chris Bowne, and he, um, he uh, where is he from? Somewhere outside in Alberta. In Alberta. Um, is, that, is that a common... I don't. Uh, a lot of people are from Alberta. Yeah. 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 No. 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 Uh, <laughs> but in terms of like being very, very um, dedicated and committed to shooting and like um, in their hometown and having plot lines around their hometown, I don't know if that's something that's. Yeah. No. I would. I would say that's that's true. I feel like I mean I had to watch a lot of Canadian cinema in the class I took, and a lot of times people were very like self-aware of where they're from or like self-referential, and just like name dropping things like even mm-hmm. if they if they don't explicitly say a movie is set in like toronto they'll like talk about landmarks or or like in my winnipeg street names and things like that um that people would recognize so i think they are very i don't know i don't know there's more like a, a local feeling to a lot of them whereas i feel like a lot of kind of big american movies are in like new york city la yeah and they have this this feeling of of maybe anonymity or that there's not that the people don't really care about like the roots there or things like that but i think a lot of canadian cinema really gets to the bottom of that or it's it's made by people who were like born and raised in that Mm -hmm. place and it's it's very much part of the plot Mm -hmm. rather than just a backdrop or a set you know like a lot of detail put Mm -hmm. into it um i feel like it's not just Canadian directors too but like kind of an auteur director sort of style that mm-hmm. we're like if you're more an touristic director then you'll you'll put in a lot of details about your hometown or about yourself in the film mm-hmm. more so than you say Hollywood films Hol- and yeah. set in LA or New York or whatever yeah, that's true. I'm trying to find my Canadian cinema notes but I can't find them uh. <laughs> Well, the other thing about him um, that I read a while ago was the amount of work. So, so in creating the effects, um, other than just like computer-generated stuff, he also does a lot of it on set. I don't know if you guys read anything about how he like shot some of the more like surrealist things with beer. And I don't know. I don't. When I watched it, I didn't really get the feeling that any of it was like a ton of post-production. Because while it's really weird, I think it's definitely just something you can do while filming. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know a lot about like 16 millimeter, honestly, or like what the editing is involved with that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I don't know, I just get the feeling that he wouldn't want to like taint his work or like use such a traditional um, old technique and then mix it with like cgi and things like that you know i feel like he would be very committed to to using one yeah yeah he um i was reading he he tries to stay as real to how they did the actual special effects of the era so for dracula the dracula when i watch pages from a virgin's diary um he used tinted screen color and like smeared vaseline on the camera lens to create a Mm -hmm. blurry effect rather than yeah that's cool so he's just very like I don't know, manual, hands-on, like, in the moment of how they did it than fixing things later. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually. I want to watch the Dracula one. Yeah, it is, it's, it's, like, very, um, the acting in it is also, like, very true to, like, um, being as exaggerated as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very guy mad. Yeah. 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 For sure, in, um, Saddest Music in the World, it definitely feels like that my Winnipeg's kind of different though because it's like there's no actual it was mom yeah but, but the actors in it are it's actors in his documentary yeah well and it's not actually his mom yeah i know he, it's like, like a woman <laughs> cast yeah, as yeah. his mom he said he keeps saying like the only person he didn't cast was his mom but like it is it's yeah it's yeah. very strange and even i don't know in the beginning and then there's the lady the <laughs> there's the lady that didn't leave oh yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't. I like can't tell what what is what is real in that. But in the very beginning of of my Winnipeg, um, he has his mom in quotes um, reading lines. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, oh, so she's cast as the mom. But yeah. then you see later that she was just practicing reading lines, practicing for, for, for his documentary. Yeah. So it's it is like a little unclear whether or not it is his mother, but but we know it's not. But yeah, I don't know. Some of the surrealist stuff in that was really freaky. Like he'd be on the train. And then talking about his mother and she would like appear super magnified in a train window, like just her eyeball Mm -hmm. staring in, always watching him. And he's very like, my mother always knows what's happening. Like she has some kind of psycho kinetic powers or something like to always know. The the entire script is a monologue, too. It's like or basically like most of it's a monologue by him narrating it. Um, besides a couple scenes that he recreates, uh, uh, those even have—they barely have any. Yeah, it was mostly just dialogue. just him speaking. It's I wasn't him. sure when I was watching it if it was actually him, yeah. but I looked it up um, after. Yeah, and it's quite—it's quite poetic, actually. That's exactly it's what I was because thinking. Because like the repetitiveness of some of the words he uses and things. It's yeah, the at the beginning he talks about the forks, like of the rivers there. Forks, and he'll just forks. be like the forks, the lap, and then it's like oh. a close up of his mother's like <laughs> nude crotch, <Yeah. laughs> which is interesting. But it'll he'll just go over and over again, like the forks, the lap, the forks, the lap, and the images kind of overlay. That's I think maybe that's why I fell asleep. It's very hypnotic. Yeah, it's and very yeah. repetitive, and it'll come up like you know half an hour later. He'll be like the forks, and you know what he's talking about. He mm. like establishes kind of his his terminology and his. Mm. Builds the on motifs that he that film. he thinks about. and yeah. yeah and there's like and just flashing uh words too so it'll, it'll be like it'll be footage but then it'll just be like black screen with like a word like a talkie would have or like a silent film would mm-hmm. have but it'll just be like one word it'll be like watching or like escape yeah kind of and escape. the words aren't always associated with, with what he's talking yeah. about so it like your mind is just very pulled in all directions yeah. but it's i don't know it, yeah it's very it's very much like our courses of like what we talk about in media studies like communication communication and, like and like transmitting ideas yeah. and whatever yeah i don't know i really liked how he had the the text mm. going on mm-hmm. yeah, it just it forced you to think about one thing in like many ways yeah, in that hypnotic sense, because you said you watched it before you went to bed, and like how, yeah, did you so dream I could like it? hear his voice like ringing <laughs> in my head once I was trying to go to sleep. Just him going like Winnipeg, <laughs> Winnipeg. I found it honestly. So I, I watched so like yeah, I watched it again last night, and it was like I definitely had a good sleep. I think like I was like in a. <laughs> I've, I fell asleep like right at the end. I lost like I lost the last two minutes maybe, but then. I kind of just like was sunken into my chair, and then I kind of got up and I was like, "Okay, bed, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah." And then I <laughs> went to bed, um, but it definitely has that effect. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, um, we're gonna play another song now um, called "I Moved to Vancouver and All I Got Was This Stupid Nicotine Addiction." Sorry, my club so. Sneak. 
When you join Balloon Club, we guarantee that you will be able to make a balloon poodle within the first day. Here at the UBC Ant Club, we just like to talk about ants and compare ant farms. Uh, it's really cool. Paperclip Club is all about, well, paperclips mostly. At Blah Club, you can blah blah, blah 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 blah. Explosion. There's only one club worth joining at UBC, and that's CITR 101.9 FM. We got free tickets to shows, whirly pops, professional help in all types of audio engineering, passes to festivals, crazy parties, live band swag, all types of crazy people. Our programming manager rides a motorcycle. There's freestyle rapping, Nardwar, the human serviette, the vinyl and record libraries, Discorder magazine, free studio recording, and it sure beats the hell out of Paperclip Club, which is a thing that I just made up because I work at CITR. So come check us out on the floor of the Student Union Building. We got all types of crazy shit for you to do. Or check us out online at www.citr.ca. Are you starting fresh this year and looking for new, exciting activities to do with friends on campus? Did you watch theater in high school and now miss it? Feeling overwhelmed and need a break? Come and escape to another world through thrilling live performance right on campus. Celebrate with us the 60th anniversary of UBC Theatre and Films 2018-19 season. <laughs> Still need more convincing? It's only 11.50 for UBC students with your card. And bring your ticket into Kerner's after the show to get 10% off your food. Check out theaterfilm.ubc.ca today. Hello, welcome back to Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. Woo! Today, yes. um, continuing <laughs> the ever-long discussion on Guy Madden. Just, it just never ends. It's like it's like he can't <laughs> escape Winnipeg and we can't escape Guy Madden. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh my um, god. Too hypnotic. Yeah. He takes mm. you in. Um. Yeah. 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 Oh, we were just talking about his budget. Actually, that for my Winnipeg, he spent. Oh, he had a budget of five hundred thousand dollars. Really, that means nothing to me, and that still sounds like a lot of money. <laughs> but I understand that that's not a lot of money in terms of making a film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Those those are expensive. Like I want to know how much Just, it costs. Especially to make, a feature like, a film, film too. Yeah. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> More than five hundred thousand. Two hundred and twenty million dollars. Wait for what? For the Avengers. Oh, oh well. Okay, that can't be. That's why, not. Why, no. Don't you. Why did you that? look at the Avengers? <laughs> the, I just want yeah, to. I, I want to see the most excessive and like the most. Okay. Look at, look at like the, the Florida Project, like a more yeah. recent like. Oh yeah. Or what was thing. another like Moonlight or Moonlight. some other like indie, indie feature? Yeah. Budget. Oh no, Moonlight was also made for really cheap though. I think one point five million. million. It's still. It's still. That's still twice. That's still a lot of money. That's what more than twice the amount. more. More than twice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I guess I don't know, five hundred thousand is pretty. I guess impressive. sixteen millimeters not that expensive anymore. But it's expensive it to is. develop. Yeah, it's it super is. expensive. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like no. Like I'm, I bet like a huge Actually, amount of that budget I, was just I, on developing the film. If it interests anyone, I, I I actually saw something comparing the cost of digital and and numeric and <clears throat> the cost of the digital cameras are is so expensive to rent that it it pretty much is the same thing if you manage to like manage your time with the 16 millimeter like not shoot too much and know what you want to shoot but mm. when you like i guess in a documentary film it makes sense because you, you just shoot what you want to shoot you know mm. i don't know yes perhaps i don't know i'm just thinking about the kinds of shots that he used even if, even though it's a documentary you know it's very elaborate yeah. yeah like even for the dracula one um it was a lot of like because it's it's a period-esque film like um so just the amount of work that went into like set design set design costumes yeah. makeup and it's and it's horror so yeah and he made that for 1.7 million so oh so that's impressive yeah oh it was produced for cbc as a dance mm. film documenting a performance by dance the, film, yeah, it was. It, it's a. It's yeah. It's oh. like ballet esque. It's so it's originally, um, 
It's a it documents a performance by the Royal Winnipeg Ballet adapting Bram Stoker's novel Dracula. So do we see dancing in the film? Yeah, it's 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 not like ex- well the parts that I watched before I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> it's it's it it didn't get into like very heavy dancing. I'm expect I'm suspect that like right around the climax or something or in the middle of the film it gets like more and more intense. intense ballet. Um, I wonder how you direct but, something if you're not a dancer. Yeah, um, but the thing involves dance, you know, because you can't tell people how to dance. You get a s- or where to move. Like they are already better. choreographed. Yeah. Maybe he worked with a choreographer. I guess people are still acting. Yeah. And just expressions. Yeah. Like, like if he was your face, if he was recording a, a performance, he there was obviously already a choreographer there. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was, it was it was a performance for the film. the film. It wasn't like a like a live performance. Oh. It was kind of like shooting it kind of thing. But did it exist? So it didn't exist prior to the film. It. That adaptation. It did, it did. So there's probably already a choreographer. Yeah, it was already choreographed, and then they adapted it to mm. a film. I yeah. See. Interesting. That's an interesting like um, work to do. Like, it's unusual. Dance. Yeah, something a that's dance. like purely dance. Like oh. adapting dance to film, you know. The yeah. only way the only way we've seen well I've seen before is like, you know, Billy Elliot where dance is part of the narrative or mm. you know, but it's not like dance. Like a as continuous a f- yeah, yeah. As a form, you yeah. know. Hmm. Good question. Do we need to fit in any more uh, songs, ads, promos here? <laughs> I say explicitly on air. <laughs> I guess I don't know. We can always just talk about what we want to do for for the next show, also. That's true. Yeah, for yeah, for a bit, for a bit, and then we can play the rest of our stuff. Um, I I more so want to all have us all watch the same film, and then yes, or two that'd films, be interesting, yeah. and then we talk about it, split it up. Yeah, I guess it's like the nice part is that if everyone watches a different film, you get a better sense of the director and, um, and like actually explain yeah the their and their have range the other and things like that. Yeah. But then mm. yes, if we're all watching the same one, it's much more easily understood well, you, you, in you conversation. You talk about the movie, and more so than talking about what it looks like. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think the importance of that though is for you know the the listeners, the, listeners, the many yeah. listeners Hello. of our show here, of like how. Because when we've all watched it, we tend to kind of like gloss over details because mm-hmm. we all understand. Really it's more about yeah. like and then for techniques. those who didn't, haven't seen it, it's kind of confusing when you're talking about it. That's true. That's like, true. And I having have no clue what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I guess it's, it'd be cool to watch just like one, and then maybe watch clips of other ones to just get like. <laughs> 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 I just think it's important to get uh, get a bigger sense of of what they make, you know, and not just take one film. That's as that too. representative of their entire body of work. Of well, that's course, if yeah. we're choosing a director as a theme. Yeah, it could also just be genre or theme oh, or yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. that we did, is true. Yeah. We did a really cool one last show, um, Commedia del. It, that, it was sexy Italian oh, comedy. Oh yeah. my gosh! I started watching one of those movies oh, and I was like, I'm not coming in. I can't talk it about is this. So on no, air. okay, but if you if you it's painful if you make it past the first like ten minutes, I swear it gets so good. It's it's amazing. I watched this. I'm okay. You don't have time to go into all the plot of it, but I sh- I think you should give it a shot again. Sexy Italian comedy. Did you watch Taxi Driver? No, that's not the one I watched. Um, oh, I don't know. Did you start that? I started that one, but then there weren't any subtitles. So I was like, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. No, okay. If you watch it with the subtitles, oh, it's hilarious. But you watched something else, though. I watched something else that. I don't. I just don't think it's my brand of humor. I know it's very slapstick. It's very mm. slapstick. Just like boobs everywhere, and yeah, I just. I don't know. I don't think that's really up my alley, honestly. <laughs> if yeah, okay, fair. You kind of have to like slapstick. Um, oh yeah, I am not slash like vulgar. I don't even comedy. like really enjoy watching comedy that much. Oh, that's okay. I know it's horrible no. to say. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. That's, that's interesting. That's. <laughs> I think yeah. I just. I, don't know. I only enjoy my own brand of humor, so I just tell myself jokes. That's, just, that's what I do. But it's really good. Um, the one I watched, at least. I don't know about the other ones. The Maybe w- I'll give it a try sometime. Mm. Mm. Um. Any 
Any closing words about Guy Madden? <laughs> yeah, I mean, would would you recommend him to anyone, Alex? <laughs> I actually I wanted to ask my dad to watch it since I rented it on Amazon and I was like might as well get yeah, yeah. the best bang for my buck right now. But then there was just a lot of mom crotch and I was like, Ew. Yeah. <laughs> don't think don't think my dad would enjoy this very much. The forks, the lap. But over, like a fur. friend overall, like Guy Madden, yay or nay? Like it depends on the friend yeah, too. You know, like I think there's a lot of people who would not enjoy this and it's it, yeah. it takes work and kind of labor to get through it and, and mm-hmm. sit through it and absorb it. Mm-hmm. Like I who didn't see it, would you recommend <laughs> me watching Guy Madden? Um, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's good. Also, if you have any would, any kind of like Canadian it. connection or like any yeah, feeling too. of Canadian identity, I think it's interesting. Oh well. Does, where does he live now? <laughs> so he doesn't live in Winnipeg. Does he still do the rounds? Could we get him on the show? Oh, I, I think he might be a little, little too famous for us, but uh, it would be cool. A bit too much. I don't actually remember what happened in the end of the movie, if he made it out of Winnipeg or not. But I guess Did that's the big it? question, right? Is, Did he get stuck? Is, like, do you ever that's, really That's leave? a big part of That yeah. seems like a big part of the plot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, but not even just in a literal sense, but, like, even when you leave your hometown, yeah. are mm. you really gone? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good a good note to end on. Good question yeah. to reflect. Think about for the that. Day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on CITR 101.9 FM. See you next time on Bye-bye. The Real World. Yay. Yeah. Um, oh, also, one last plug for Film Talk because why <laughs> oh, not? Let's go. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> We're here. We have a. Oh, oh, oh. Actually, we have a scripting workshop at 3 p.m. Oh, yeah. The Life Building. Today. Today. Today, um, today, come. Room zero zero one one. <laughs> Be there. Be there. And yeah, that's signing party. off now. See yeah. ya. Um, we're we're gonna play some more songs and some ads and PSAs. I hope you enjoy all of them. Good <laughs> <Enjoy> day, everyone. <laughs> bye bye. i